Step Into the Realm of the Paranormal Until the Last Drop, a show that blends paranormal stories and events with a themed drink. So the subject of tonight's podcast is basically about aliens. Now, little green men, little gray men, green men, whatever, lizard people or some other strange interdimensional being, perhaps, um, have all been like thought of as an idea, a general idea of aliens and even the concept of UFOs, something flying through the sky that nobody can really identify and they're perhaps their first thought is like, oh, this is this is an alien craft. Maybe there's an alien in there looking to abduct me or something like that. Obviously, um, they're not looking to abduct that person. They flew right over them. Probably not. Uh, granted, uh, like most, like even the government recently is like, oh, there's UFO, that we are confirming that there are UFOs. Well, it's not hard to confirm that they can't identify something. Right. I mean, like, you could throw a piece of meat through the air, and that's unidentified to somebody. I mean, you'd strap rockets onto a pig and, like, shoot it off, and, oh, it's a UFO. Can we do that? I, I wouldn't recommend it. Oh, I want to make pigs fly. I have no idea where to get a pig. Oh, I know where to get a pig. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um. Anyway... Diving into the different types of aliens, we might as well start off with some of the most common. Uh, let's go with the greys. These small, what are they, usually about three to four foot at most, thin, gray skin, large, almond-shaped eyes, completely hairless from giant what we heads. know. Yeah, giant heads. Mostly head. Yeah. So they're kind of like infants in proportion, I would assume guess maybe like a really thin infant but these things usually like people like to think that they're either um an advanced being that is more friendly than anything else it seems like aren't they the ones that are supposedly probing everybody though it, possibly it seems like the theory can go both ways it's like oh they're we're probing them too i'm sure somebody <laughs> out there might have tried um but it seems like they're either coming here to give people some sort of enlightenment either higher technology perhaps like what could have been seen as like ancient samaria or even or the egyptians yeah or atlantis or something they gave this technology and then they were like oh well, good luck with that and then they leave and look what happened to those civilizations yeah and maybe they just like come back periodically to like see the uh status of humanity to see <laughs> what they're doing I would imagine they would stop coming at some point. Humanity is horrible. Yeah. There's also that, the uh, idea that they're going to come and like probe people and do experiments on them. And basically like we're nothing more than like their cattle in some sense. Uh, then they, why are they messing with our cattle? Maybe they want a comparison. It's like, where did these people or these things come from? Are they, how, why are they so much different than these other creatures on this planet? I think it's weird, though, like from what the theories are, they abduct people and ram things in places. Subdermal implants. <laughs> I was thinking of other <laughs> things. Yeah. Um, but yes, that too. They they leave little weird foreign pieces of stuff in these people. But then the other thing that they seem to be commonly known for is randomly sucking up cows and then dissecting them? I don't know, mutilating them, and then spitting them back out and going away. Yeah, like a lot of the reports saying that like extremely precise surgical like cuts and all this stuff that happened to these cows, like tongues being removed, eyes being removed, 
uh, and there's typically no blood right. either. Like, like the carcasses are drained of blood. Yep. There's no blood at the scene. All organs are gone and that kind of thing too, or whatever. Or <laughs> the weird one is the reproductive organs yeah. being gone. Come on, aliens, what's your deal? You're probing humans and taking our cattle's reproductive bits. Well, maybe they've evolved past a point of, like, actual, like, physical reproduction, and they need something else. Oh, that's a know. disturbing thought. Hey, it is a disturbing thought, but maybe they just need something to, like, embed their genetic information into, like, start a cloning process. Like, maybe they're using cattle uterus as a womb? Maybe. I mean, that's not as disturbing. The thing that was disturbing to me was them doing weirdly somewhat sexual things to humans <laughs> and cows. And, like, species should not, you know... Well, maybe they're closely more related to cows than they are to people, and that's why uh, they abduct more cows. So they're like bovine aliens? Maybe. Maybe the greys are actually just cow people. <laughs> I don't know. There's a theory for you. Huh. That's an interesting theory. Yep. Uh, uh, next up, I mean, let's let's go over the uh, potentially sub... I don't know. What is Subterranean... This? Yeah. I, I or are you talking that. about uh, subspecies? It could be a subspecies. Subspecies subterranean. I mean, like the lizard people. The reptilians. Yes. Get the right. reptilian lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, these things, like, obviously there's a huge conspiracy about them. Like, oh, they're in the political government everywhere, and they're trying to take over the world by infiltrating, like, our governmental systems and causing a huge, like overthrow of humanity because of that didn't you know they've already done that well there is video evidence of yeah <laughs> i can't say it with they, a straight they, face you pause a vhs and you see their eyes flicker right exactly <laughs> yeah that's what it is that low grainy quality yeah. you know yeah. tape and uh yeah, but it's by always <laughs> edited, yeah, by, edited bigfoot. by bigfoot well he's got to do something i imagine right. he gets bored oh probably no, they, they always have those videos that people claim they're like, if you pause it at this precise moment and you squint and you take your glasses off <laughs> and you look through three layers of fabric, you can see his eyes are kind of not right. Yeah. I I like the idea that these lizard people came from like they came from outer space and they like landed on the planet and they're trying to overthrow our government by like interbreeding and all that kind of stuff and taking up these positions of power. And the first thing that comes to me is like, if they came from outer space, why are they trying to like embed themselves into like political parties to take over the world? They came from outer space. Right. Their technology is obviously far more advanced than ours. Yeah. They should be able to overthrow us. Yeah. Unless, unless... They ran out of gas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they can't get their ships to function. So now they're like marooned here, like a mm. Gilligan's Island kind of thing, where they're stuck. And so they're bored, but they also figure, well, we might as well overthrow this whole planet and just take it as our own. That's one really bad three-hour tour. You know, <laughs> it's it's an idea, though. Yeah. I think it makes more sense that they're just crash landed here 
And so they're like, well, we're, we might as well make the best of a really bad situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then they're like, we're going to come with all of our advanced technology and do this really weirdly convoluted plan to take over your planet. Yeah. Well, they can only do that if they say what their plan is in like a 30 minute spiel before actually doing it. Like any super villain. Right. Of course. And we haven't gotten that yet. So obviously we haven't. They're not here because there obviously isn't like any massive plan being stated. (laughs) All right. All right. Um, I think you need more to drink. uh, Probably. Um, There is another thing that kind of came to mind not too long ago, especially with all of this outbreak that's been going on. The idea that, especially since we're seeing a lot of potential evidence of microbe like microbes living on other planets. Bacteria and microbial life. Yeah. There's a good chance that perhaps it's just a shot in the dark there, but maybe a meteor would land on the planet and maybe it could potentially have some sort of extraterrestrial life form on it that is able to adapt to the atmosphere fast enough and able to change itself quickly enough that it could infect people and spread itself that you way. You know, it's it's long been known that bacteria and microbes and single cell organisms are highly adaptable. Yeah. So I would think that they would have a far greater chance of being able to adapt to another planet's atmosphere and, and things like that than a, a full-fledged, you know, multi-cell like complex organism would yeah like what's the name of that thing i think it's like the water bear it's like a the tardi or the what is his name i don't know i think it's, it's a water, the water bear. bear it is yeah. but it has it has an actual name too oh well whatever um <laughs> anyway the point is that this thing is able to like essentially put itself in a stasis and it can survive in like sub like very very cold temperatures in the vacuum of space and like extreme heats it can like essentially be solidified in a rock for like hundreds of years and then a little bit of moisture gets on it and oh it's back alive again that's just a nap man <laughs> hundred year nap just yeah. it was like oh what is this oh nothing no <clears throat> isn't it like a tardigrade i'm that's gonna bog bug me bog. i don't know it's gonna bog my brain down bog it down that's right um so but there's... yeah they even like there's concern too about the potential that there's a lot of different bacteria and viruses and stuff that are deep in the ice in yeah. all of the ice caps that now that they're melting might be released and still be viable and still be able to harm us even though they've been frozen for billions millions whatever however long yeah and granted that's probably not extraterrestrial in origin but it no, still but it, is... it still validates the point that yeah. obviously bacteria and viruses and, and those kind of organisms are highly adaptable and they are able to, um, or extremophiles. Yeah. They can live in the most extreme conditions. So there is evidence of things that are able to live on Earth in conditions that we as humans or complex organisms couldn't. Yeah. This is Till the Last Drop, and you're listening to this next section on our tab. So for our alcohol choice for tonight, we have an outer space vodka. To match the theme perfectly, this comes bottled in an alien-shaped vessel. It's either a chrome, if you go for that style, or a transparent green to accent the alien itself on there. What makes this one a little bit special, I suppose, is that it's 
filtered about five times through meteorites, or so, so it claims. I think that's a nice novel way of putting extraterrestrials in our drinks, don't you think? Oh, I absolutely agree. <laughs> um, a couple other things about it. I mean, they, they claim that it's a gluten-free uh, <laughs> French wheat made in Mexico. Um, those meteorites themselves apparently are dating back to four billion years. Um, I don't know exactly There's what. some old meteorites. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a nice theme. It's a nice concept behind it. Um, all in all, it's an 80 proof, but if you want to drink it straight, <laughs> go for it. I don't think that Jamie really enjoys it straight very oh, much. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> it smells like isopropyl rubbing alcohol. Yeah. I mean, I work around 99% all the time. I know what it smells like pretty well. When you first gave me a shot glass of this, how long? It took me, what, a good 10 minutes to even attempt to drink it because my body yeah. was telling my brain yeah. the smell was not something that I should consume. Yeah. <laughs> um, they do have like an outline of the tasting notes here. I mean, they give it a nose of a minerally taste, a palate of a blend of spicy and zesty tones, and then a finish is crisp mouthwatering. I can get some of that. I actually picked up a little bit of a, like some sweet undertones when I actually diluted it a little bit. So I don't know exactly where that's coming from. Maybe I just had something else like, some other flavors mingle around or something. I'm not 100%. You had residual sweetness on your tongue. Yeah. I mean, I'm no, I'm no like, drink aficionado or anything like that. But, I mean, I can kind of see where they're coming from. I did have that minerally taste, like, initially and all that, too. So I had a uh, burning, oh, God, why did I do this <laughs> taste? It was very, it's a very strong alcohol. I mean, it's it's vodka. Yeah. If you like vodka. It's vodka. Yeah. Uh, personally, I've never really gotten a lot of taste out of a vodka myself. Maybe it's just because it is such a normally pure spirit. I mean, I don't get... There are, like, obviously there's flavored vodkas. Yeah. And I, I've had a lot of experience with those. And again, they're flavored. So they taste like usually vodka, but with whatever flavor. I know I had a Huckleberry vodka before that was really, really good. Um, this has no flavoring. Yeah. It is just vodka. And a lot of people like that. And, you know, it's probably good for mixing. Yeah. Which is what I've done for you here. Yeah. This one, we took a little bit of a recipe for an alien secretion. However, we did make a little <laughs> bit of alterations in this case to incorporate the outer space vodka. Normally, it takes two ounces of a coconut rum, two ounces of... Oh, what was it here? Do you remember what it was? Isn't it a melon liqueur? Yes. Like I used Midori? Yeah. So two ounces of coconut rum, two ounces of Midori, and then normally three ounces of pineapple juice. Well, we tried the original recipe before. It had like, for me personally, it was too too much on the coconut. The coconut did overwhelm yeah. the drink in general. Yeah. I think it was very heavy. Um. And honestly, like pineapple juice, once you have it, it's like, oh, okay, it's pineapple juice. So this time around, we substituted that out for peach. Mm. So I think that makes it actually, and it actually lightens it's, up the color too. I think it's darker. It's a deeper, it looks more like ooze to me now. Yeah. But if it's an alien secretion, it might be ooze. Yeah. I mean, obviously this is thinner than what I would imagine would come out of an alien, but you never know. Yeah, 
I'd rather not imagine what's coming out of aliens personally, but um, that's just me. And of course, a little a bit of an accent. They suggest putting a blue sugar rim around it. Now, obviously, our substitutions, instead of using the coconut rum, we went with the outer space vodka. We still use the melon liqueur and that peach instead of the pineapple. Yep. So I'll give it a taste and see if this is actually worth being a, uh, oh, I don't know, an extraterrestrial finding, if you will. Until the last drop, we'd like to hear your stories, not have you become the story. So please drink responsibly. <laughs> it's a little medicinal. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I wonder what yeah. what might be causing that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that that outer space vodka pairs very well with the fruity things. No, I think it's. I think like thinking of that, I'm thinking like something cut dry and sterile is like, this is what it is and this is what it has to be. And maybe as by itself, it'll work, but I don't think that it'll work very well as a mix. Uh, so, however, I will keep drinking it. <laughs> uh, that one's yours. Yeah. I'm going to clean out my shaker and I'm going to make myself one with the coconut rum again. You're welcome to give your opinion on this one. This this scares me. This scares me more than a lot of things. It's better than it's straight, if that's what you're afraid of. <laughs> There's not that. That's not a hard to do. I think really. And watch out for the probe in there too. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I was wondering what that was. Well, I suppose like if you have enough of these, there would be a probe in general, wouldn't there? I'm sure somebody would think that. <sighs> I'm gonna try this drink now. <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> that's weird. Oh, it's not bad. It has a banana flavor. What? I think it tastes like banana. I didn't pick up any banana initially. I don't know. I tasted banana. Okay, I guess melon and peach <laughs> equals banana. I don't know. That's that's the the hint that I got it was really heavy banana. Oh. You don't taste it? No. Well, I taste maybe like, it was the probe. I almost it almost tastes too much reminiscent of like say a melon medicine. So, I've never had melon medicine. Either but... have I, but I'm putting the flavors together. Ah, <laughs> gotcha. So it's like melon robitussin. I, yeah, I guess maybe a Tylenol. Ah, melon Tylenol. Yum. Yeah. No, I taste banana y to me. I don't mm. know. That's weird. Oh. It's not horrible. I would not order this myself and pay money. Well, I guess we paid money, but I would not. We're also not expert drink makers in any way. What are you talking about? <laughs> By <laughs> buying a thing of alcohol and putting it in a glass makes you a drink maker. No, I put it in my, my oh, beautiful shaker. shaker. Yeah. So there's an extra step in there. Yeah. I think fine you don't have to keep drinking it no i feel like i need to try the weird banana taste again oh, all right it's like a weird burning banana huh i don't bananas foster maybe something i don't no. care for that but mm. i don't hate it mm. i would drink it like that before i drank it by itself again yeah I mean, it, it does need a little bit. I mean, I would much rather have the accent of the taste itself combined with something else rather than just straight on. I 
physically don't think I could force my body to drink it on its own again. (laughs) I was very, my body was mad at you for a couple days after (laughs) having me do that. Well, we're going to take a little break here while you get your version of the drink set up. And we may come back to include that as well. Just your opinion on the uh, normal recipe. All right. After that short little intermission, we decided to make up the second drink using a relatively normal recipe. Obviously, we're still using the peach juice on this one, but we're substituting out the outer space vodka for a uh, coconut Malibu, I believe it was. Yeah, Malibu coconut. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and give your opinion on this one because I'm probably not going to partake of coconut. Oh, why not? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's good. I like it better than the one with the vodka in it. (laughs) Um, I did put a little bit more of the Midori in it this time. So it's not quite as heavy coconut. Do you want to try it? Oh, sure. Why not? Give an opinion on both of them here. Yeah, it's a lot more subtle. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Uh, The first thing you get right off the, right off the bat, just bringing it to you, just smell coconut. Yeah, it it definitely has a coconut smell, so... Um, but it is a lot, the coconut taste is a lot more subtle this time than using the pineapple, it seemed, when we did it before. Right. So it seems like it might be a little bit more balanced. I don't know if it just has to do with maybe the measurements were slightly different this time around. I mean, like you said, you used a little bit more of the, the melon than before, but. Right. Well, and the last time when we first made them, it. I couldn't taste much of the melon, again, mm-hmm. because it, it was so coconut forward yeah. that you didn't pick up any of the melon. And I kind of really wanted to have that taste, too. I know it gives it a really cool green color, but... Yeah. Um, and obviously, we'll throw up some images of the uh, the drinks up on the website. So, a lot of alien secretions. Yeah, that way uh, a few people can kind of get a look of it. I mean, obviously, we didn't use the garnish. There's other people... We've gone out there and I believe I added a cherry as a garnish or something too. And honestly, I'm not a big fan of too many things floating in my drinks. If that's <laughs> so. just like that probe. Yeah, I guess it would be the probe. I mean, nothing like a. But I guess, I mean, depending on the type of probe, you could use it to help mix the drink. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> Might as well just like serve it with a thermometer mixing stick too or something like that. <laughs> Why not? Stir your drink with a thermometer. I do like cherries in my drinks, though. Mm. Well, you know, I like to get my fruit. That's what the melon liqueur comes in. <laughs> that's, the, that's the fruit for you. Yeah. I guess there's also fruit juice. Yeah, I guess so. But I like to tie the cherry stems in a knot in my mouth. Yeah. Because I'm weird. <laughs> it's not bad. I like it. Yeah. Well, let's get back to our uh, normal alien talk here. To the regularly scheduled broadcast. Now don't go getting abducted. The next section has our featured guest. So do you have any personal alien experiences or I guess extraterrestrial encounters? Have you ever been abducted yourself? Uh no, I haven't really been abducted. I mean it's You've far... really been abducted? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Just kind of been abducted? Yeah. Um anything in regards to like aliens, I have no 
like personal experience with. I mean, other than like say, oh, the ideas of somebody from a video game or in a book or something like that, but that hardly counts. Yeah, no, I don't think that counts. Oh. I don't have any personal experiences with aliens either. And I don't really think I know anybody who has. Do you know anybody who has? Potentially, yes. Um, a friend of mine, Ben Hooper, he says that he saw these lights in the sky when he was doing security a few years back. Um, he was kind of going down a road patrolling some or orchards. And um, probably about 15, 20 feet up, he saw the these three lights across. Mm. It would have been about in the middle of like a field area. And uh, he even went back the next day and there was nothing there. There was nothing no, that could yeah. have been making those lights. No, there wasn't any kind of like fixture. There wasn't any kind of like actually any kind of tracks or anything hmm. in the area either. So it didn't seem like it could have been like, because you could think like, well, maybe if they're that high, they could have been at the top of the lights of say like farming equipment or something. Right. Yeah. Because there are some pretty heavy duty lights on top of some of those tractors and they are kind of high up. Yeah. But I'd also think that you would see the tractor or, or hear, I mean, tractors aren't quiet. I've been around a lot of tractors growing up. So. Yeah. And even if for some reason somebody left the lights on, like as he says, they just turn off as mm -hmm. soon as they were like, I don't know, noticed. I mean, he had enough time to grab a picture of him, but like immediately it turns off. That's weird. Yeah. Huh. So, I mean, that's one thing that I don't think a tractor would just do on its own. No. No. <laughs> anyway, on one of the occasions I was talking to him, I did get a phone interview from him, and he will recount the story himself, and maybe he'll even get a little bit more insight as to what he thinks he may have seen. Yeah, uh, it was a very strange experience I had. I was driving down Warnerville Road while doing my security job, and I came over a big hill and was struck by a very, very bright light. I thought someone was on the road with me at first with their high beams stopped. So I stopped and went, no, that's, that's uh, about 250 yards out above a field. All I remember is looking side to side in the vehicle and seeing a vineyard on my left, uh, almond orchard on my right. And I could look down the rows and it was like, it was daytime out. It was very strange. It was like, it was, you know, midday, there was no shadows, and I looked forward, and it, it took me about two minutes where I sat there and went, what is this? There were three distinctive lights, perfectly matched, but the center light was brighter than the rest. So, of course, the first thing I did was, I got to take my phone out and take a picture. Mind you, it took me about two minutes to think that through, because it was so bright and so confusing. Uh, this is not right. There's something wrong with this picture. This is so bright that I looked at the lights at one point. It was blinding. Pull out my phone, put it in camera mode. I stick it out my driver's side window, so uh, not to take a picture through the windshield, but out so it's clear. I hit the button, the lights turn off. I immediately think I missed it. I set my phone down without looking at what I took. About two hours later into my shift, I, I'm bored, you know, whatever, nothing's going on. I decided to look at my phone to see, hey, you know, let's see what I took a picture of. And sure enough, I look at my phone and there are three distinctive lights in the distance with the headlights 
with the headlights of my vehicle shining on the road and then off over the field, three distinctive lights. That right there kind of made me feel like that was an alien experience. It could have been something else, but where I was and what I was doing made me feel like there was some kind of being or something there. By the way, the next day, I made it a point to go take a picture during the day. The night picture compared to the day picture, and there's nothing out there. There's nothing on a pole that has a light that big. And mind you, if you look at the perspective of it, it would have to be a 250, 300-foot tall pole with lights on it. So some pretty interesting stuff. And uh, I have pulled up the pictures here in case you want to take a look at them. Yeah, I'd really like to see that. So that first one should be a before picture, basically that night when he saw those three lights in the sky. That's weird. You know, they look like when you see stadium lights in a distance, um, they look like they're far off stadium lights, but they're really close together. Yeah. Well, there's not a, there's not enough of them either. No, there aren't. Yeah, you would see more than just three. Yeah. That's weird. Huh. And then the next yeah. one is, yeah, and there's just, there's really nothing that looks like it would have that sort of light on it. Yeah. That's really interesting. I wonder what it was. Yeah. Aliens. Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> uh... All right, it brings us to that time for the last call. So we'll kind of just go over, I mean, we went over a little bit of the aliens that we know of, the greys, the lizard men. The reptilians. (laughs) Um, And even the potential of like microorganisms serving as aliens if they fly down (laughs) on a a meteor of some sort. Serving as aliens. Yeah, we had a nice, uh, well, I don't know. You probably wouldn't call it a nice drink, but... Part of it was nice. I liked the alien secretions. It went down quite nice. Yeah. Um, the vodka isn't bad, but like I said before, dilute it a little. Uh, over ice is probably the best say, way you, to go about that straight. You had it over ice and you said it was better. I, again, it, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, it's definitely vodka. Yeah. And so. That's each their own on that one. I mean. Right. I mean, if if you're a vodka lover, then I would definitely give it a shot, especially if you are a vodka lover who likes alien things. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. It is a very neat, unique bottle. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting, especially since you can probably even taste those meteors. Mm. <laughs> it's a it's a, a hearty vodka with that nice meaty taste. I was of gonna meteors. say it's meteors. Yes. It's a meteors. Yep. And uh, anyway, then we had that interview from Ben Hooper himself claiming about those lights in the sky that are unexplained. So, And I think that was actually a really interesting account. And I mean, I guess technically it's potentially a UFO because it is unidentified. It seems like it's flying above the ground. And clearly it's some sort of object that has lights or the lights themselves are objects. So he did. Yeah. See a UFO. That's a UFO. Whether it be containing aliens or not, we don't know, <laughs> but it does fall under the UFO category. That is correct. So, anyway, if you like what you hear, go ahead and look for us on Facebook. We have a page till the last drop. We have a somewhat of a Twitter account, but it's mostly linked just to give some updates. 
But the big one is that we actually have our website up and it's active currently, uh, tillthelastdrop.com. We try to give as many updates as we can. I know recently it has been a bit of a challenge to get content out on a timely basis just because we have a lot of delays due to the current situation at hand. Uh, without saying too much, I'm aware that a lot of people are aware of what it is. And right. I know like it's a pretty sensitive subject. And without saying much more, thank you for being patient with us. And thank you for listening to the content till the last drop. Thank you for listening till the last drop. For more paranormal experiences served up with a themed drink, check us out wherever you listen to podcasts.